Hey everybody, this is Doug. And Allie. We just wanted to stop in and say thank you for listening. Of course. Of course. This coming week is Thanksgiving here in the States, and we are going to be extremely busy with a number of family-related obligations, which should be fun. That does leave us less time uh, to work on this thing that we love so very much. So, so very much. So we do not have a new episode of Neon Heat for this week. We are going to instead release the first episode of Absolute Zero, which is the side campaign that Allie has been running for me uh, and has up to this point been exclusive for the Patreon members. So full disclosure, this first episode was part of the first session we ever recorded, I'm pretty sure. So the audio could be better, but it all could also be a lot worse. So it's listenable, I think. It's our it was it was the first thing we recorded and we learned a lot from it. And I was sticking to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's good. And honestly, besides a couple of more shit posty D and D sessions I'd run, this is really the first thing I ran. Like this is the first campaign I've given a good amount of thought to. And that's, that's kind of special for me. So I hope I hope you guys like it. Yeah. And it's fun. And we're uh, we're twelve episodes deep right now, with more on the way. And uh, it's worth listening to. It's a lot of fun. Absolute Zero follows Boreas, who is a Pantheon agent taking jobs on the surface in the Olera area, with a penchant for getting in over his head. But yeah, so here's this first episode. We hope you guys really like it. And before before we start, could I say something that I'm thankful for of course. this Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. It's being able to share all the stuff we've been working on. It makes me so happy. So me I'm thankful too. we get a chance to do it. I'm thankful we get a chance to do it. And I'm thankful for everybody out there who's given it a chance. We hope you enjoy it. We're having a fun time. So for all you people in the States, happy Thanksgiving. And for everybody else, happy regular day. Happy regular day. I hope it's good too. Hope every day's great. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) RPG for You and Me presents Absolute Zero a side campaign for our Patreon members, run using the Savage Worlds ruleset and our custom cyber fantasy setting. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group. You can find them and their products online at peginc.com. As always, thank you for listening. It means the world to us. With that out of the way, let's get back to the story. The landscape is vast and desolate. Skeletons of trees dead for an age dot the horizon. Permafrost coats the ground, covered today by the recent blizzard. It's hard to see your eyes as you regard your reflection in the full wall of windows you're standing in front of, as they are the same blue as the crisp permawinter sky. You're brought out of your thoughts as a throat clears behind you, and a Yara man stands several feet away beckoning for you to follow him. Uh, the, the director is ready for you now, sir. Is there anything else you need, or can I return to my business? Um, I suppose you can return to your business, as long as you can show me where the director is. Is there anything I should know about him before I go in there? Well, you should know that it's a her. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> How inappropriate of me. Just, just a little bit. Women can be anything these days, he says as he turns around. <laughs> I, as a player, feel bad. <laughs> like, well, that's good to know. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I should know about her? 
Do you know her name? No, I don't know anything. <laughs> I just kind of showed up here. Yeah, that's fair. I don't really know why you're here. I have a suspicion, but... Um... Neither do I. Oh, cool. All right. I mean, generally speaking, I do, but uh, I don't know specific. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, well, her name is uh, Morgan, Director Morgan. Morgan. First name, Rena. Um, she's... She's passionate about what we do here. And, um, what is it you do here? Uh, mostly we deal with chemical research. And what's, what's the name of the company again? SAVA Research and Development. Chemical research. Most interesting. I'm not really at liberty to say much more than that. Thanks no, to the, no, of course the NDAs not. I've signed. I understand. Clearances, that sort of thing. And, um, and what was your name, my friend? My, my name? Uh, Alex Check. Alex. Wonderful. And you look... Uh, do, do you, like, regard him as a person? Uh, this insect in front of me. Well, he's not an insect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I regard him as a person. <laughs> do, you, do, do, you, do you look at his shit? <laughs> do you give him any semblance of humanity? Is he beneath you? No, I do. Alex Check, the Yar Man? Yeah. Sure. Okay, he's got, um... He how wait, how tall is Boreas? I can't remember. He's average. He's probably like five eight, five nine, maybe, maybe a little okay. under. Well, five seven, five eight. Alex is shorter than you. He's oh about my. five four. He's um he's really pale. He's got kind of a ginger mop, and uh, it's weird because he's he's super pale, but he has like what looks like a sunburn on his cheeks, and parts of his apparel is singed, and it doesn't it doesn't look like he's a secretary. Hmm. And, um, what do you do here, Alex? What is your role? If I were to press a button and say, Alex, check, please report to me, where would you come from? Well, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Mm. But normally I'm downstairs in the lab. The Secretary lab. got sick. We don't have a backup right now because, you know, you know how it goes. Sure. Well, you work. And he'll look over his uh, clothing a bit and say, looks very interesting. And, like, it's coming along well, I'm sure. It, yeah, it's it's going to be fine. Mm. He kind of coughs and turns around and keeps leading you onto the office. Yeah, I'll, he'll pull out uh, a little bit of meat to take a bite to chew it for way too long to fill that silence of Alex check. Gotcha. You know the Yara to be a newer race, one that emerged after the Zero. Their main distinctive hallmarks are a set of second eyes above their main set that usually only open up when there's some quarry energy being thrown around, as well as a set of four extra limbs that can extend and retract from their backs to give them astounding levels of mobility and combat prowess. Looking at Alex, though, you're not feeling like this nerd is going to be needing much of those two qualities in his day-to-day -day work. Alex leads you down a long hallway, furnished with paintings every 20 feet or so of a city that you've never seen before, mainly in purples and blues. He leads you to the end of a long corridor with not a lot of doors on the side of it, so you assume you're going somewhere important. Hmm. Stands to reason. And these double doors at the very end are open. And he's like, director's in there. Have at it. I hope you have a good day. Wonderful. Well, thank you for your help, Alex, and uh, I hope your your work continues going 
swimmingly. He just kind of gives you a little like haha nod as he as he give goes. Him a, give him a thumbs up as I walk into the room. One of his meet. tiny arms gives you a thumb up. Oh boy. It doesn't have a thumb up. Yeah, no, it's, it's just kind of like little... is he flipping me off? I don't know. <laughs> Alex, get back here. <laughs> no, that's fine. All right, yeah, I'll go in to meet uh, Rena Morgan. You step into the room, like the waiting room that you had been in previously. It has kind of like a, like, you know, in Mass Effect in the Citadel, how they have like those big viewing areas. Like out in the main thing with like the little bridges that go over the water. Mm -hmm. Sure. You kind of like look down on a campus that sort of looks like that, Mm. but it's like there's a a glass dome around it, kind of like a... Like a terrarium? Terrarium, that's it. It looks like a terrarium. Okay. So am I up? Are we like on the second or third floor or something? Or is it fourth floor. Okay. Fourth floor. So it's not like we're on the ground level and it's bit underground below us. No, no. Yeah, you're you're on the fourth floor. And you can see pretty far over the tundra. So that's pretty cool. It's a pretty long room. There's a desk with so you come in through those double doors there. So at the end of the room there is an ornate wooden desk. Um, it looks it looks old. Like probably pre-freeze era. Mm-hmm. Like it looks is nice, but it's got some some lounge chairs in front of it and it's got like laptop and a little name tag for the director on it. But you don't see the director. Mm. I will uh I'll glance around the room. I mean, is there anywhere like is there is this another door over here off to the left? Yes. That's another door, but is it but it's closed. Yes, it is. Okay. Um and there's no one else in this room. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I will uh, I'll go over to the desk and I'll see if there's any kind of like open documents on the desk and if there's not then I'll probably just flop in one of the chairs and wait for a reasonable period of time maybe like two to three minutes well, there is a file on the desk I would like to try to read as much as I can from the side of the desk okay well it's it's closed but it's like a manila file folder mm, is there anything printed on the outside it says a113 on it I feel like because I'm trying to be a good boy still I probably won't open it and read it. Gotcha. How how long have you been trying to be a good boy? So how long has it been? There was a, a big old whoopsie in your past, and you're trying to be a good boy, uh-huh. so you can prove to Pantheon that you can be a good boy. And it's all... Boreas is a very good boy. Yeah, is he a good boy? No. I mean, kind of. He does his best. Probably at least six to eight months. Okay, so I don't know about like a definite timeline. It's but... like you're halfway through your good boy period. As you're peering down your nose at the folder name, uh, that door on the other side opens, mm-hmm. and it's a bathroom. Oh, <laughs> God! And a woman walks out. Is it obvious from looking at her that I can tell what race she is? Oh, she's a human, but um, she is. Standing just a few inches under six feet, but she has, like, heels on, so Mm -hmm. who's to say how tall she really is? Um, Her dress is long and gray with blue-accented areas. It's kind of like your, like, a nice business dress. Um, She has a cloak kind of pinned around her for walking outside because it's super fucking cold. Mm -hmm. And she has her hair. Is it up in a bun in this? I can't see. I can't. I can't see the back, but it looks shorter or like it isn't, but it's not falling down. She does have long earrings in. They look very fancy, very expensive. 
and she kind of looks at you in surprise and she's like, uh, oh, I d <laughs> Alex did not tell me that my guest was here. Yes, uh, I was uh, shown this way by Alex Check, your, um, your temporary secretary, I understand. Uh, food poisoning's a hell of a thing. Sure, sure. And his eyes kind of flick over to the bathroom as she says that. Oh, no, no. Not I'd, me. No, no. I'd, I would never ask. I am a gentleman. Yep. How are you? How was your day? It's a... a Let us talk business. It's been yes. a day. I'm sure. Let me uh, let me start. Can I can I get you a drink? What's your drink? Mm, something odd. Is, is there something from his past that he would have drank? Like a comfort cozy drink? Maybe something warmer. Uh, something hard to to warm the insides. Liquor, maybe? What, whatever you have is fine, thank you. Well, she walks over to this machine that kind of looks like a coffee maker, like espresso bar mm -hmm. setup. She had a panel that was, like, open on it, and she, like, finishes screwing something into place, and then she shuts it, and gives you a thumbs up, and then presses a button, and it just squirts out something that looks kind of like what you asked for. Sure. And she brings it over to you, and she's like, Everything's a chemical reaction here. <laughs> That's very good. Thank you. Yeah, we like to pull that one out for investors. Mm, I'm sure. But well, I can see you're a man who is not so easily impressed by my fancy little gadgets. Well, I like gadgets. That's, do you? I do, yes. Something of a gadget man myself, you might say. Oh, we should compare notes sometime. Perhaps. My work is a bit different than, um, and he'll swirl the drink around. Tasty beverages. Well, so is ours. Mm. It tastes good. It is warm, though. I asked for warm, didn't like, I? Wa like, the level of warmth you wanted too it to be, warm. it's like either a little too warm or gotcha. like a little lukewarm. I'm a, this is, it's a real three bears situation here. It is. Real, call me Goldilocks. <laughs> it's my real code name. So she, uh, she hands you the drink and walks around to the other side of her desk and kind of takes a second to get situated and closes some tabs on her screen and then just kind of turns to you and you you look capable for what we need done um thank you i hope my credentials speak for themselves uh would you like to tell me what sort of work you have going on what you need me to do here you know my specialties so i can take a few guesses but might be a bit quicker if you you know just tell me why i'm here we had a prisoner escape. Mm. Well, I say prisoner. They used to be a prisoner. Now they're a test subject. Were, were they acquired in a legal fashion? Or oh, this... naturally. Okay. I'll, I there must ask. There are a lot of prisons on the belt. And sometimes they overflow and we get the overflow. And if they've got a life sentence, they might as well put their life towards science is our view. Yes, we can all agree that... Uh, a life put towards science is uh, never a waste. I'd have to agree. Progress. Yes. Um, very well. Is there anything specific you can tell me about the escapee? Or... She slides you the file mm. from the desk. A113. What does this mean? It's her number. The prisoner's number? Yes. Very well. It's, it's a manila envelope? Mm -hmm. Is it like the kind that you s flop open or the kind that you unravel the string of and then Ooh, open it. You unravel <laughs> the string. Alright, he'll do like the first two and then it keeps going and it keeps going and he just visibly gets more irritated until he's like... 
see she's she's leaning on her elbow and her head is being propped up by her thumb and her forefinger just kind of watching you work just kind of trying to size you up he's a boreas is a by all accounts he should be a patient man like he when it counts he takes his time and he analyzes things but like when it's not consequential i think he gets very very frustrated at stupid asinine things i like that all right, yeah, so uh, I'll open it and I'll slide out the contents of the folder. What am I looking at? Okay, it is the folder um, for a Vel woman. She has darker complexion, uh, dark, very dark hair, and it's just kind of in a, a messy mop in the picture in there. She has just startlingly blue eyes, and it's uh, it has a section on the sheet that reads, Cocktails Injected. What does this mean? Cocktails? What does this signify? Well, as you may or may not know, our facility here was found by myself. Uh, When I was on a scouting mission, I found a wellspring of Cori energy, and I was like, well, we need to move on that immediately. So we built this facility around it, and we mostly deal with mixing Cori liquid with other chemicals to see how they react within organic creatures. I see. That is a cocktail. This test subject has had two, one of which was only several days ago. I see. And um, these cocktails, do you do you do any preliminary tests on animals, or do you do research, or is this really just you take Cory and inject it into people? How does this work? Well, we used to try and do some preliminaries, but since Cory energy reacts differently in every creature, the results were skewed. Alright, as as she's saying this and as he listens, he's pro- I feel like there's an idle hand just kind of like tracing some of his veins or scars or whatever you want to call them. Would you like to describe Boreas? Because we have not done that yet. Oh, yeah. Let me, uh... All right, so Boreas is, um... He's half human, and he's half Nakir. And the Nakir are, um... Quasi-reptilian humanoids. So they sometimes have, like, scale patterns or rougher skin or something like that. Uh, they typically have, uh, the ability to open their jaws wider. Uh, that is not something he can do. So being half Nakir, the only things he inherited were the disease immunity the low-light vision, and uh, the need to consume two pounds of meat every day. Uh, physically, his hair is uh, like a gray-white, and it's kind of a medium cut. He doesn't have too much in the way of facial hair. It's like a little scruff, maybe. Um, but he's got a broader face, you know, wider set. Um, he's got paler blue eyes, and his skin tone is kind of like a, a washed-out, it, like, it used to be a darker color, but it's more washed out now, so it's kind of paler, but still dark. Mm-hmm. And he's got some skin fringes, like, plating on his nose. Some and scaly bits. He has some scaly bits, like, on his forehead and where his eyebrows meet. Um, but otherwise, he's a pretty average build, maybe slightly below average height. Um, when he's dressed, he's, like, right now he's in basic body armor, so gives him some ballistic protection, but... Nothing too out of the ordinary, and he's got a cloak around his shoulders that kind of goes down into more, not like a trench coat, but maybe a... Like a short duster, Like maybe. a short duster, yeah. 
but outside of that, always around his neck and kind of hanging down a little bit, he's got like a rebreather, like a respirator type thing, and he's got some goggles on his head, or in his hair usually. Just kind of keeping his, his hair back. Yeah, I think the, in the representation you drew is pretty good there. It's very cool. On his slightly washed out skin, there's also um, just intricate vein patterns running through it. It's kind of like a pale purple almost, like a pinkish purple that stands out. Like normally veins look darker than your skin color, Mm -hmm. but this is reversed for him. Correct. And it's, it's all over. So he's not, I did not give him the ugly hindrance, but he is, he certainly stands out. He's not your average looking fella. Nope. Got a real case of that protagonist syndrome. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not arguing. But yeah, so while she's uh, explaining this, his hand is probably tracing some of those vein, veiny scars across his skin. Um... She would like to dial in on that, because she's, she's watching you like a hawk. Mm-hmm. Ask your question. I've heard it before. Your veins, though. Uh-huh. Are they... Are they glowing? Are they? You tell me. I can't see them right now. It just looks similar to some experiments we've done here, and I'm just... Just out of professional curiosity. More sure, than well... Let us say... And he swirls the drink in his hand a little bit. You aren't the only ones who can mix cocktails when they want to. Hmm. I will be frank with you. This is a very strange situation for me to walk in, uh, to walk into, and it's uh, it's a bit on the nose. And it's a bit close to home, but I like what I see here so far. Um, maybe we compare notes after. Maybe we have something in common. Maybe we do. We s- we'll see, I suppose. Um. Back to, uh, su- su- do you call them subjects? Test subject? We prefer prisoner. test subject. Sir. Prisoner was kind of a, a slip of the tongue. Well, I mean, are they still prisoners? Are they indentured servants? Are they slaves? What do you call them? Well, they're not required to do anything. We just do things to them. Sure. Very well. Um, does this test subject have a name or simply a designation? designation. Is it that way on purpose? It helps keep certain organic matters separate for us. I understand. Um, these prisoners, do they have life sentences? Yes. So, I see. So this woman, um, if she has ingested some cocktails, what results have, um, cultivated from the research. She brightens at that because she didn't think she'd get to talk about her work, but she's she's very excited to. She's like, well, the first one is very interesting. She can teleport. She doesn't have to see her destination. She can just go and she can appear to do it indefinitely. She doesn't have a recharge period. It's, it's fascinating. That does sound very interesting. Oh, it is. Hmm. Uh, anything else? Well, that's the thing. Several days before she escaped, we had injected her with a second cocktail, and it had not had time to manifest yet. So we mm. we don't know what she can do now. Yes, that, that can be... I wouldn't say problematic, although in this situation I imagine it will be, but um, most interesting. What, uh, maybe you know, maybe you don't, what did this prisoner do to get themselves confined? 
She kind of shakes her head and she's like, we don't get told that bit. Just when there's overflow, it's sent to us. Sure. Um, any sort of habits, mannerisms, attributes, abilities? What what can she do aside from teleport? Is she smart? Is she stupid? Is she foolish? Is she headstrong? She's quiet. Mm. She, she really, really only... Sign. The only people she really got close to were some of her handlers. Um, she was transferred here with a friend. Um, didn't exactly survive the first cocktail we put into them. Mm. But she... We never told her, so unless she found out somehow. Unfortunate, but necessary. Well, such is science, I suppose. Or so I've been told. Mm. But um, nothing physical about her. We don't know anything about her past. What she might have knowledge of. Is she a hacker? An athlete? She's good enough on the parkour, but... The parkour? It's a athletic simulator. I see. She can punch. Mm. That's about it. She doesn't really like talking to me, which I understand. Sure. So you're her, what, her handler? I'm the director. I oversee everyone. Sure. And um, how many subjects do you have here? She posts on her elbows for a second and thinks about it. Somewhere in the range of 50 to 75 at the moment. That's quite a few. It is. So, um... I'm sorry. This is a nice desk. Why did you get this desk? Oh, this this desk? Yes. It's a it's very fine wood. It looks like it's uh, very old. It is very old. Um we found it in a when we were exploring up north. We just it was just in a building someone had left it cuz well, I mean they all died, didn't they? Nice. So Can only imagine. Free for the taking. And Wonderful. I think it went with some some good old elbow grease. I think it looks quite fine. No, it does. It's very nice. Very suited to a director. Yes. That's what I thought. Mm. So, um, you have 50-some test subjects here. What is your staffing like? We have three employees to every subject. We try to keep that, that level. That is wise. Mm-hmm. See, so, I don't know how she escaped, is the thing. Well, you said she can teleport, and she doesn't need to see where she can go. Seems the most logical way. She doesn't, but we equip each prisoner with shackles and collars. Hmm. It dampens their cocktail abilities. Well, it's possible that uh, she built up an immunity, or that one of the new cocktails interfered with it or allowed her to bypass it with some new ability. Maybe she can walk through walls. That's possible. I've seen it done. I've heard of it done before. Hmm. Wouldn't uh, wouldn't be a good step, but uh, we do what we can. Um, so you don't know? Do you know generally where she is? Is she in the facility somewhere? Is she? No, we. Every subject is outfitted with a tracker. Hmm. Her tracker ceased function around the outskirts of the nearby town. You can see it from here. Um, the tracker runs on Cory energy. It saps it out of the host's body to power it. So, if it's deactivated, mm. she got it out. She knew where it was, and the subjects are not generally conscious for that bit. So that raises questions for me about how she knew that. So this uh, this job, this bounty, if you will, um, you want me to find her, track her down, subdue her, bring her back. Is that generally it? Absolutely. Is there anything specific 
that you can tell me that I should know about the parameters, things I should, should not do. I mean, as long as you're bringing her back and she's in one piece mm. and you do not take her collar off, we should be fine. Sure. Um, I got the job offer. This is a, this is a contract. This is, this is an exclusive contract, I take it? No. No. But only one other Pantheon member has accepted our bid, and she's downstairs. There is another contracted for the same job? Yes, and it's, um, it's a bit odd. Class A didn't want any pay. Said working with you would be more than enough. I didn't quite get a read on what that meant. So, there is a second operative that does not want any pay that took this job to work specifically with me. This didn't seem odd to you. You didn't think to let me know about this. Well, we only found out when we, she got here, which was, you know, a couple hours ago. So, you didn't send her the job offer? She reached out to us. I see. I typically work alone. This is somewhat problematic if, if she's going to interfere with my work. Well, you can still work alone if you want, I'm sure. You, different leads, different ways of doing things. Maybe... It, Listen, I don't care if you talk to her. I just want my prisoner back. And if this prisoner comes back, I will be paid. Absolutely. And even if she decides to try and poach it from me, I will be paid. Yes. Who is this other operative? Uh, what was her name? And he's just, he's sitting here like, wait, just, just waiting for it. <laughs> uh, she looks at her, her little tablet and she's like, uh, Solaire. Of course. So, yeah. And she's here, you say? Yes, she's, um... She hasn't left yet. I think she's in the lounge, sleeping. She asked if we would wake her up when you arrive, but you came right up to see me, so we haven't had a chance to do that yet. Listen, I, I get the vibe that you don't enjoy each other, so if you don't want her awake, we don't have to wake her up. I don't mind telling you that um, this operative, although she might be rank A, is um, a bit of a fraud and has been problematic in the past. Um, without needing to go into specific details, her methods are sometimes effective, often brutalistic, and lacking in finesse. So if you want this prisoner back in one piece, I would advise you to keep her asleep and keep her where she is. Or perhaps detain her. I'm sure she would be a fascinating subject. I got that feeling as well. Mm. However... If she were to disappear, I can assure you that I would never even notice. <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. I don't know what you mean. Mm. Well, I won't wake her up. I don't think I will either. I like you. I, I like think we're going to do good work together. I think so, too. It was uh, uh, Director Morgan. Was that it? You can call me Rena. Oh, very very fine, Rena. Thank or you. Or Director Morgan. Yes. Whichever. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Let's see how this goes. My name is Boreas. Probably you already knew that. I did. Okay. I was the one that looked at your profile. Wonderful. Well, do you have any uh, any last words of wisdom for me? Anything like that? 
I don't have any words of wisdom, but I do have this. And she reaches into one of her desk drawers and pulls out a little sedative gun. Mm. And you can, you pick it up and you see it has three chambers fully loaded with some kind of greenish liquid inside. There are three rounds, but maybe pretend you only have one. Hmm? Sure. How long does this last for? Hour and a half plenty of time to get her back if she's within the area, and if it's not, just stick her with another one. Sure, and um, how far is this town? Uh, it's about three miles down, well, hey, walk with me. You can see it from the window. Sure. And um, how long has uh, A113 been gone or active? How long has this been going on for? Three days. Three days. What reason do you have to believe she's still in the area? There's nowhere else to go if you don't have transportation. We've been monitoring the town. No one's been going in or out. She broke out during a blizzard, so we had no tracks to follow, just eyewitness reports from the town. And what do those reports tell you? Not much. Sure. If you're willing to talk to the, uh, the local constabulary, be my guest. Sure. Well, um, I suppose that's what I'll have to go on. But, uh, it's been a pleasure, and I will push myself to my feet. And I will, I suppose, offer to shake her hand. She takes it. Roll me a notice. Notice? Oh, this is so exciting. Your first real roll. I know. Oh, man. Uh, that is a four. You notice that her hand, it's super cold. Super cold, even for me. Yeah, her hand's real cold. Okay. Hmm. I won't say anything. Rena Morgan leans over her desk and says, Good luck. Thank you. I'm hoping I wouldn't be needing it, but uh, in this line of work, that's not usually the case. She reaches into a, a breast pocket in her dress, and she hands you a card. She's like, this is my personal line. You call this when you find her. And I will take it and tuck it into a fold of my own cloak and finish my drink and put it down on her desk and say, thank you for the drink. You're welcome. And I will make my way out. Not gonna wake Solaire. I'm sure that'll bite me in the ass later. Who's to say? I am. I'm to say. God, don't, don't look so satisfied. <laughs> um, okay, what's the... Did I find out? I didn't find out what the town's name is, did no, I? No, you didn't. Fuck a doodle-doo. But you are walking down the is, hallway. Is Alex check there? He is. Well, hello, Alex. Oh, hello. Yes, Um. can you tell me, what is the name of the nearby town? Oh, um, the town? That's, that's Varn. <laughs> a bit of a shithole. Um, not much to see there. Varn. Well. It cropped up after we did. At least the name is appropriate then. Hmm. Do you know anything of interest about this town? Um, it's mostly, mostly a remote worker area. They telecommute data banks and, I mean, what better place to have a, a, you know, computer facility than the tundra. It's always cold. Don't have to pay for fans. I suppose. Well, I'm not one to question it. Don't stay at the hotel. Bedbugs. Hmm. Good to know. Thank you. And he kind of leans over and... Hookers aren't great either. Bedbugs. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, thank you for that information. He kind of smiles and you like... You know exactly what I was going to ask. You're a very learned man, Alex Check. I get a sense about people. Mm hmm. 
and he'll he'll kind of look at him and then his eyes will like flick to the burns and then maybe a little further south <laughs> and, and not say anything else his and then dick just is not burnt god i'll head on out i think okay you can just leave pretty easily you step outside the facility into the bracingly cold and unspeakably bright tundra morning your time inside the building barely made a dent in warming your bones, considering you had an early morning commute from the train station about an hour away on your snow strider, which you now approach. It's reminiscent of a pre-freeze snowmobile, but quite improved. Heavy, thick treads are hooked up to a powerful-looking engine that you can see through a semi-opaque layer of plexiglass on the front of the vehicle. It's built for power and speed relative to the unsteady terrain of snow. Definitely not for comfort, though. You flick some of the accumulated snow powder from the windshield. The recent blizzard's top coat from several days ago is still fluffy and powdery enough to be drifting around in the morning breeze. You hear the tinkling of icicles breaking off of the tall building, falling to the ground, hitting the cleared-off walkways. As you look off to the horizon, you see a shape of a town. Your destination... Varn. You look back at the facility before you go. The glass of the terrarium campus beside the main building catches the unimpeded sunlight, glinting painfully into your eyes as you go for your goggles. Get on your snow strider if you wish. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get out there and then there's just what does the external facility look like? It's just it's that dome. So there's this four story building that's wider than it is tall. Mm -hmm. Right next to it is the it looks like just glass and metal structure housing like a campus. So mm. it's kind of Mass Effect-y, Citadel-esque with lots of bridges and shit. Looks cool. All right. And I'm leaving from the building itself, right? Yes. Okay. I feel like, uh, so I step out and is it, is it like snowing here? Is it cold? Is it windy? What's, it, what's the... There was a blizzard several days ago, so the powder is still fairly fresh. Um, but it's, it's like, it's that kind of air where you go outside and you breathe it in and your brain, like, is crystalline mm. for a second. Just get that it's, moment of dizzy clarity almost. so good, but it's really fucking bright. All right, so he'll step outside and take that breath, and then I feel like there's a, a shot of, like, behind him kind of catching some of the building, but then showing, like, the waste out there. And then he just like pulls his goggles down and snaps them into place and pulls out a jerky and just takes a big bite <laughs> and chews it and then goes to his snow strider. Excellent. He'll head on out towards barn. You you kick your snow strider's ignition pedal and you Brum. you get going and I'm, yep, I'm doing that. You exit quickly in a cloud of powder. So it's like three miles away? Yeah, it's not far, but your snow strider probably only goes like 30 miles an hour or something. Sure. So, yeah, you got a couple minutes of a drive. You start tearing across the landscape at what, in a car, would maybe not be so fast, but exposed to the elements, it feels very, very fast. The landscape is extremely flat here, though in distance, miles and miles behind Varn, there's a mountain range you can see just jutting out of the horizon. You can't really smell anything except for pain. You know, when you breathe in and it's so cold, it just hurts. The engine roars in your ears and it hurts to breathe going this fast at this temperature and the snowy air burns almost as it tears through your nose and 
though you do get a distinct note of gasoline smell from your strider. You're making good progress, though, ripping through the powdery snow, unimpeded by hills and divots. And you're about halfway to the town when, um, can you roll me a notice? I would love for me to roll you a notice. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a four. A okay. four on my wild die. You see, coming up rapidly on your right, is a stationary herd. <gasps> what? Oh my god, it's so fuzzy and fluffy. Yeah, it kind of looks like a yak, but with ram's horns curling around several times in on themselves before terminating into, like, a point that you would not really want to be on the receiving end of. Uh, got kind of a droopy face and like a little chin beard. And how many legs does it have, Pickle? Uh, six to eight. It has six to eight legs. Uh, I know what these are called. They're called romper stompers. <laughs> I don't think I actually gave them a name. Oh I'm no, gonna, I didn't. <laughs> can I roll common knowledge to see if I know what what this is called? Yeah, sure. Ignore me furiously <laughs> typing. <laughs> oh shit! They both blew up. Fuck! Roll again. It's a- it's a nine. Boreas a... spent a little bit of time in the in the wastes, didn't he? Not by choice, but yeah. I mean, by choice, but forced circumstance. Yes. Right. I think you you would have seen these animals and then like looked up what they were later when you had like internet access. How do they taste? You haven't eaten one. Damn. But All yeah, right, you so you see... call their pecking. They're pecking. How does that? How do I spell that? P e c y n. Pekin. Okay, so Pekin. So, so I see a, a herd of these? Yeah, they're... Hot diggity shit. There's about 20 to 30 of these bad boys. Okay. J- just chilling. They're just chilling out? Like, are they running at me? No, they're just hanging. Do you, oh. do you stop to admire them? Um, I'll probably try to admire them as I'm going by. Like, if I don't have a reason to... Like, I'm on a job. You are on a job. I don't. I have meat. I don't really need anything from them. I think. Okay. Well, as you're admiring them, can you roll me another notice? Another? Notice is my favorite fucking skill. I mean, it's notice and perception and all that sort of stuff is pretty universal. Oh, ooh, that one blew up. Oh. That one blew up again. Oh. It blew up again. Oh. That is a twenty-two. Holy shit! I become so, notice. So. You just have suddenly a supernatural sense that something is approaching you very quickly from behind. Like the the hairs on the back of your neck raise up and mm. you whip around and you see like a humanoid figure with just this corona of energy around them like blasting towards you. From the herd? From the facility. Oh, fuck. Shit. Um... Do uh, yep. <laughs> is there anything like colored? Like, can I recognize? Do I know who this is immediately I as mean, a character? You might, but still far enough off that you can't really see colors too well on kind of it's so bright. Okay. Um. But this figure, it zips up and it stops like directly between you and the sun. So like when you look up at her, you're like squinting and you can't really make shit out. So it are they now in front of me? Yes, they've caught up right quick that's very fast mm-hmm. damn okay um <laughs> all right i mean if they do this i'm i think the gun's coming out okay i think uh i th- based on how he's writing yeah he's gonna he's gonna pull that shotgun out and just have it at the ready 
if not like aiming aimed directly at it just in in hands and holding at the ready can you hand me that deck of cards what happens is the figure drew a queen of diamonds so she's going first um you drew a 10 and a three and you've elected to choose the three yes with my level-headed the herd of Peckin drew a two of diamonds so that's what we're doing you see in the air there is a figure and they are going to try and blast your snow strider when you say blast is it the blast ability i mean that might have just been a colloquialism I I used. i'm curious but i i suppose i'll find out so they got a 10 so I'm gonna roll some damage. So that's a success with a raise. If yeah. it's a damaging ability, then you add one d6 to most things. Oh, I, I got it written down. Okay, sorry. I'll, ba- I'll stop backseating it. it. I gotta learn sometime. I'll enjoy the ride. So she blasts your motor. You kind of take cover a little bit behind like the... I guess it's a snow screen instead of like a windshield. Yeah. Would it still be a windshield? It doesn't matter. It, the windscreen. The snow shield. Uh-huh. Whatever. The, yeah, the Well, you duck plexiglass. behind that as this blast of orange energy just crashes into your engine. You you feel your snow strider just shudder and die. You're glad you got that insurance, huh? <laughs> this is going to be my line. <laughs> your snow strider is dead. And you look up and you see the figure kind of like regard you for a second. It, it appears to flip some hair as it turns around like dismissively and starts to jet into the the distance fucking bitch that figure is now out of the initiative order oh because did what they wanted to do all right i mean she's just gone yeah but initiative is still going so what what what's boreas gonna do with his turn well if initiative is like do i see any reason that initiative is still going? Those yaks are very unsettled by all that explosion that just it's a happened. Yak <laughs> no shit, peckins. Well, looks like I need to be at the top of the pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Do you think he makes oh, bad yeah. jokes to himself? <laughs> if he notices, and then he cocks his shuck. <laughs> How many so. are there? Like this twenty is- to thirty. Oh, God, so many. They're kind of roiling mm-hmm. amongst themselves. And my strider mm-hmm. is now just non-operational. Yep. I mean, you could try to turn it on, but it could blow up. Who's to serve? Mm, okay. Uh, how far from the town am I? You can see it. It's about a mile out. A mile. Jesus. All right. Um, like, it's so flat. You can see, a, like, miles around you. No, sure. You can also see that figure disappearing into the town. Uh-huh. I sh- I can't fight twenty or more of them. You could sure try. That's true. So Boreas is gonna kind of see all these yaks get. Are they like aim? Are they looking at him like, hey, you you are pissing us off, kind of? They're they're nervously looking like side eyeing your direction, but they might just be watching the smoke cloud rising from your your strider. So cool. what, what do you want me to do first? Activate my ability or... Activate your ability. All right. Uh, I got a five and a six, and the six blows up, and that's a four, so ten cool. on my casting protection. 
You're very protected. Which makes it a four bonus to my armor. What's your armor? Uh, now it's 13. It's 13 against ballistics or nine against anything else. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to run. So I'm going to roll my run die. Uh, and that's a one. Ooh. So I, I move seven pace away. Okay. Towards the town. All right. Um, so when he activates his ability, he pulls the rebreather up over his mouth. I think he's got like a... He's got like a little interface on his forearm, like on the inside. It's maybe not a full-on computer screen, but there's like a pad so he can input different commands. So Weird Science only works on the person who uses it, so I think that's his method of also controlling what it does. Gotcha. So he punches a few buttons. Like, he starts to run, and as he punches the buttons, his Weird Science gear kicks, kicks in. So when he activates it, the pack on his back with the tube feeds, like, into him... Um, it feeds the the liquid core essence into his body, and then it starts to like seep out through his pores and kind of crystallize. Mm. Um, and it's just like a light frost coating, kind of. And then it starts to harden, and he gets his extra armor. That's really and, cool. And he's running to the town. So you only make it seven pace, which isn't great. Thirty five feet. It's not great, mm-hmm. but I guess you're still like you got to get off of your strider, and you're starting to like wade through like the the calf deep snow oh shit I didn't realize so, that <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty deep but I mean you're you're moving mm-hmm. anything else you want to do or nope that was it I, and I got my shotgun out just in case that's fair what these guys are gonna do mm. they're gonna run you hear just some distressed bleeding from behind you and a bunch of animal noises and then you feel the ground start to shudder as this group of giant fuzzy motherfuckers just river around you like a kinder version of Mufasa Stampede. That's where my mind went. But they don't seem interested in trampling you. They're just trying to fucking book it. Oh good. Yep. Okay. Uh, so seeing this happen, I, I feel like as they were about to overtake him, there was some, like, over-the-shoulder aiming with the shotgun, but then when they were very clearly just going around, he probably tried to just keep an eye out as that was happening and not get trampled. Gotcha. But also not further draw attention to himself. Right, right. Um, and then kind of not want to move stationary, but maybe try to dodge around them as he's gotcha. doing that. I guess that's that turn. Can you roll me a notice for, like, between the turn? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a seven. You're being buffeted by these animals, and you're kind of looking over your shoulder already, and you see just... I wrote wrote something for this. It looks like a mound of snow that's approaching you guys at, like, a decent clip. You're not quite sure. What the hell is that? The herd gets around you, and they're they're going off into the distance now. They're, they're doing their best to get away from whatever this mound of snow is that the blast and explosion woke up. You see a form rise out of the snow on four powerful haunches. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's really cool looking. Oh, God. Out of the snow rises a hulking form, 20 feet long and as white as the driven snow that surrounds it. Its back is flat, rough, and armored. 
reminiscent of a crocodile's hide. Its head almost looks stunted in growth, flat in the front but wide, as its reptilian mouth opens to reveal a maw that's just impossibly full of fangs, with two main canines extending far enough to be seen even when its mouth was closed. Its large tail swishes back and forth, aggravated as it stomps its four powerful limbs on the ground, trying to find some sort of purchase for a charge, and you find it hard not to notice the four large and vicious claws ornamenting each foot. You'd say its reptile eyes looked at you coldly if it wasn't so warmly and absolutely red, eyeing up a potentially delicious breakfast. You see what kind of looked like vents open up on its side and on its like throat, and it you can just see steam billowing out of it as it's outgassing. And you're assuming as it opens its mouth and you can see fire in it, mm. it's getting ready to fire something off. Mm-hmm. I think grow me a common knowledge too. Uh, it's a nine. Okay. Man, I'm rolling really well. I don't waste all my good rolls here. No, it's fine. I love it. Uh, you would know that this is a species called... Uh, it's a Vakej, and that's a small one. Oh, God. That's maybe a, a baby. Like, size-wise, how big is this in front it's of me? Oh, shit. Okay. And it's close enough now that it's cold reptile eyes lock onto yours and... You get a real bad feeling, man. Hmm. So what it's gonna do, uh-huh. it's gonna skitter around you to block you off from the herd, uh-huh. and it's going to try and hit you with a fiery breath. Oh boy. Is it like a cone attack? It is a cone attack. That's, that's a hit with a raise. Okay. Is this, like, uh, a thing that I get a chance to evade? Yeah, you can try to evade it. Is it minus two? Uh, that is a big no. Okay, well, it you can see it taking in the cold winter air, Mm -hmm. and it processes it for a sec, and then it kind of, like, squints at you, like, trying to size you up in its sights, Mm -hmm. and it just lets this blast of, like, red-orange fire go all over you Mm -hmm. for eight damage eight okay so what how does that translate for a shaken are you shaken i think um i don't think my protection will help me against that my toughness with protection is nine what was that what did it roll it rolled a nine it rolled a nine mm-hmm. that means i'm shaken okay so you are shaken like bacon shaken bacon me boreas is shaken like bacon bacon shaken okay so that was its whole turn. Okay, so I need to make a spirit yes. roll. Yes, you do. Oh, that's a no. Um, hmm. You want to Benny I'm, that? I'm going to Benny it just to go, because I don't... That thing can deal some serious damage. So I will spend a Benny to act, and uh, my thing lets me ignore penalty. Minus two on one action. How far away is this thing from me right now? Oh, like 20 feet. 20 feet. I mean, I'd like to move closer to it. I can move six pace. Okay. So that would get me to about 14 feet. Okay. And I'm going to shoot at it with my shotgun, which has a range of 12. So this is going to be a medium range, mm-hmm. which normally imposes a minus two penalty for the range. 
but I'm going to use my calculating to ignore that. Okay. Uh, and uh, because it's a shotgun, I do get a plus two of my shooting roll. Do it. Although uh, shotguns only deal 2d6 damage at medium range. So if I actually hit with this, then there we go. That's a five. You hit. Okay. So my damage... <laughs> <laughs> my damage on this, uh, because it's not with a raise, is 2d6. Uh, that is a 6 damage. 6 damage. Uh-huh. Okay. So you unload a shot into what area of it? So I feel like Boreas um, does a run forward as this thing is breathing fire on him, and it, I think it just washes over him, and the his ice, his crystalline covering... It is enough to shield him from the the brunt of the harm, and then he just kind of shakes it off and moves forward and levels the shotgun and just shoots from the hip as he goes. Nice. And it just, maybe the pellets just ping off its hide or glance over it. So it's kind of got like a crocodile sort of face with a big flat hide for its back, so it's like, you know, level if you were sitting on it. But it's, it's just a big crocodile-looking motherfucker with big old claws and big old teeth and breathes a lot of fire so I think your bullets just like it just glances off of its its hide because you just shot it in a weird spot sure and for their turn they're just still running just running just running all right so are those have they run away now yeah they're gone no don't leave me here you peckin <laughs> pickings. pickings so the shit, what did I call it? I don't know. Vakej. Man, I gotta remember my own names. Just... So the Vakej goes first, you go second. It's uh-huh. going to get in real close to you, and it's gonna try and get you with one of its razor sharp claws. Sure. It hits you, but it glances off some of your extra icy bits Shh. on your arms. Just like and an stuff. icy mist coats yeah, off of me. Shing. It grumbles and rumbles, and you can see it the vents well they bent again mm-hmm. and more steam's going up and it looks like it might be preparing something for its next turn oh geez okay all right i'm gonna um i'm gonna take a chance here and i'm gonna do a multi-action okay i would like to first try and taunt it followed by a shooting so um as it's doing this boreas is just gonna level the shotgun at it again and be like your breath is horrible and then kind of like wave it to, like, kind of distract it with one hand and then blast it with the other one. I like that. All right. Uh, that, ooh, they both blew up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so that highest was a 14 minus 2 is 12. So you rolled a 14 so, for your taunt. So that's uh, resisted by its smarts. Six. Okay, so I got a 12. That is a success, but no cool. raise. So what happens? I am going to choose to make it vulnerable. So when I succeed in a like a test like mm-hmm. that, I can choose to either make it distracted or vulnerable. Okay. Distracted imposes minus two on everything it does until the end of its next turn. Cool. cool vulnerable cool. means it takes, or everything done to it is at plus two until the end of its next turn. Okay. So basically... Um, like I'm that. I'm gonna use that to try to like draw its attention up and away from me with my offhand. So when it looks up, I'm gonna try to like shoot it at its Ooh, unprotected like underside. Yeah, like oh, I can man. see it's got those slits for the fire, mm-hmm. so I wanna try to draw its attention so I can kind of shoot under it. Yeah. So um it got in close and I 
taunted it by kind of waving my hand mm -hmm. up into the left to try to draw its attention and you know snapping and stuff like that and it looked up and I tried to take that opportunity to level my shotgun to shoot it kind of under the chin in its vulnerable spot but I guess uh, I want to say because I'm kind of noodly and my strength isn't that high uh, the trying to properly aim the shotgun with one arm was too difficult and I shot it again but it just kind of pinged off of its hide gotcha well, gave it a good shot. Sure did. The Vakesh gets a four hearts, so you go first. Okay. Um, so I'm still in melee with this thing, and I have my shotgun, which at this point I shouldn't be able to use in melee with it. Probably not. Okay. I would like to uh, drop my shotgun and pull out my pistol from my holster. Okay. Which I believe I can just do as a yeah, free that's a free action. For that. Um, and I am just going to shoot this thing in the face. Do it. And I want to all multi-action to shoot it twice. Do it. Uh, so I get a minus two to both of those, but it's still vulnerable. So mm -hmm. I get a plus two to do it, so it's a wash. Yeah, sounds okay. good to me. First shot is a four, which okay. is not enough to beat its parry. No. And second shot. Oh, it's even worse. It's a three. Oh, oh, I'm so bad at this. Oh, no. All right, yeah, so this this thing, it's still uh, distracted. I pull out my pistol and just ping, ping. I'm just, I'm pumping bullets into this. This thing is basically immune to everything I'm doing right now, so yeah. I think Boreas is starting to sweat a little bit. Ah, you ugly bastard. Oh, shit, all right. It's... Dude, just play it out. Play it out. Okay. So it's been preparing another fiery breath, mm -hmm. but since you're a little closer to the start of the cone because you're right in front of its face because you're shooting its neck. Mm -hmm. I'm going to roll two of these boys to see if it hits instead. Yeah. Oh, well, I got a two and a one. So I think though your shots didn't damage it, it's disoriented it and it's kind of like it fires it off into the sky mm -hmm. instead of at you. Nice. That's its turn. Cool. It is not happy, and you can tell from the giant reptile noises you hear coming from its rumbly, rumbly throat. Sure. All right, I get a joker, mm -hmm. which means I get a plus two to everything I do this turn. Yup. Um, and this thing is no longer vulnerable. Godspeed, Pickle. Okay. I am going to... I'm going to multi-action again, and I'm going to use my first action to boost trait for my shooting and my second action is going to be to shoot this thing in the face one time so here I go alright my boost trait which is so the plus two from the joker washes yeah. everything that's happening it's a seven hey. so not, not a raise but uh, boosts my shooting temporarily to a d8 so my respirator he punches a few things on the side there and the, uh, the good mist starts flowing up and he does a do his, uh, do his pupils dilate yeah I think I think or do this they contract is, it's um I think they contract and this is uh, very similar to when he first stepped out of the building into the night mm -hmm. and it's just that actually it was daytime because it's very bright into the daytime because it's very bright um but it's just one of those moments of crystal clarity where you get that breath of frigid air mm -hmm. and it just Feel your adrenaline spark, and uh, now he's gonna turn and shoot. Maybe we're gonna find out. Nope. Oh 
god. That's a one and a three. Man, this is gonna be real. I'm gonna Benny this because. Okay. Fucking. I, yeah. Nope. Two and a two. Just, and putting more bullets into it. Just keep keep it up. So this thing, it's it's still rearing up and you know breathing and roaring and stuff like that. And there's just a moment with like the slow motion aiming and pulling the trigger to try to place one perfect shot. And as I'm doing that, it flops back down and kind of pings off of its jaw. Maybe it's tail. It's like, like, You've got to be kidding me. I was gonna say maybe it's tail like hits your leg as you're like aiming and it just throws you off just Ooh. enough from your beautiful aim shot. Maybe. All right, it's a, it's its turn. It's gonna intimidate you, and it just it stomps its big feet right in front of you, and it roars like inches from your face. Okay. So. <laughs> it's a one. It's a one. Um. So maybe it doesn't roar right in front of your face. It had intended to, but. Maybe the fire valve is locking off, like, the sound valve from its throat, mm -hmm. and it sounds more like, Bleh. Oh, God. But it doesn't smell very good. Ugh. Disgusting. It's gonna try and move away from your gun, so it's just gonna do a quick circle around you, and that's... So it's not moving out of my range? No, because it still wants to hit you very much. Sure. But it's gonna be behind you now. Okay. That's his turn, I guess. Time to shuffle. Alright, it's behind me. Okay, it's behind you and it immediately goes and it's gonna try and knock you prone with its tail. I think it just wants to go for your legs. To damage or to knock me down? To knock you down. Okay, that that would be a fighting test. Okay. So that would be, it's fighting against my agility. Nine. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's bad. Nope. Okay. It so I got, I got a four, which four. means it succeeded with but with no raise. Okay, so it. Or wait, is that with a raise? Because it's higher than mine. Oh boy. Um, Are you shaking again? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so it it does a corkscrew spin to get momentum in its tail, oh, geez. and it's just so fast you you feel it hit your legs, but you don't see it necessarily. <gasps> And you just, you're flat on your back and the air rushes out of your lungs because you hit so hard mm -hmm. and, I mean, I guess there's snow, but there's ice under it. Mm -hmm. You hit so hard mm -hmm. and you're shaken. Okay. That's its turn. All right. Here we go. Oh, they both blew up. It's an 11. I Ta think you're unshaken. Unshaken. All right, so I feel like it, it knocks me down on my back, and Boreas is just like, I'm so sick of this. And he kind of, like, shoves himself to his feet. I want to say he holsters his pistol. He picks up the shotgun because he hasn't moved, so no, he's still standing in the same spot. You've just been spot. turning in a circle, basically. Um, There's a snow angel. God. All right, um, I'm going to try to distract it again by using my taunt, mm -hmm. and then I want to walk out of melee range, which is going to provoke it an attack from it, a free attack. Right. Uh, and then once I'm out of melee range, I'm going to turn around and shoot it with my shotgun. Okay. All right, so uh, he's going to stand up and kind of and grab the shotgun and then wave his arm again and try to like make it look off to the side and say, Hey, over there! And then I'm going to roll my... Got an eight. 
A two. Two. So that's a success with a raise. Nice. Oh, that means we get to use that roll charm. Yes. Yes. So roll two. D- How about you roll the two d six? And then, yep, you can roll this time. And then, what's the result? Four. There's three and a one. Three and a one, so... Or four? Four. Four. So you add them together. So, four. Double whammy. The target is both distracted and vulnerable. Nice. Nice. Okay. So I I managed to make it look the opposite direction, I guess, just by waving my hands real hard. It's not very smart. I know. And then I take a few steps away which will prompt an opportunity attack so okay. it's it a free fighting roll with the minus two penalty because it's distracted i think it's gonna try and inadvertently swipe you with its tail again just because it's turning to see what what you're like just gesturing at sure if that makes sense i can't see it's a 10 it's a 10 yeah it blows up oh, jesus 16 minus two 14. 14. Uh, that, my toughness is, my armor right now is a 9. So that means I'm shaking again, I guess? I think I'm sick of this fucking thing, so I'm going to spend this Benny to unshake right away, and I will finish walking away, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to shoot this thing with a shotgun. Cool. So. Let's see if this works. Okay, so this is a multi-action. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it is vulnerable because of what I just did, so it's going to take plus 2. Uh, and uh, it's a shotgun, so it also gets plus two to shoot. So cumulatively, this is a plus two to shooting. Okay. And uh, roll damn bones. I also have the increased shooting. Thank God. Uh, that is a six plus two is eight, which I'm not in melee anymore. So that's actually a hit with a raise. It is. Yes. You finally. You're you doing it, guys. I did it. I got it. I got a hit with a raise. I'm gonna deal damage. It's gonna deal damage. All right. So hit with a raise. That's actually 46. Nice. I hope. Yeah. Get ready for all ones. My shotgun explodes in my hands. Oh. oh. Holy shit. Do you see this? Oh my God. That's three sixes and a three. It's three sixes so at- and a three. All right. So, so is it 21, 22, 24? Five. I got 30. That's a 30 damage. 30 damage. 30 damage. Would you like to try to... Are you going to soak that? You can soak it and you got bennies. I don't... I, I you have might, one benny. I might need these later. Okay. That's true. Alright, so 30. No, I'm not going to soak so it. So I deal 30 damage. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. How do you do this? How does it do so much damage? I think... um I think there's a shit. So this whole sequence is just the thing spins around and it knocks Boreas down onto his back and probably knocks the wind out of him a little bit, but he isn't shaken. So he angrily shoves himself to his feet, grabs his holster, like slams his pistol into his holster, snatches the shotgun off the ground, kind of waves to get its attention. It spins around too much and hits him as he's like trying to walk away. So I think it like hits him with the tail and spins him several feet away mm-hmm. and then he just writes himself and is like you son of a then pull aims at him and as he's like turning around to like refocus and kind of hiss at him pulls the trigger and it just right into the mouth right probably. into the mouth yeah or maybe turns its head into mist oh. oh god it's just what used to be its head is just 
a cavern now. And there's still a body, but there's definitely not a head anymore. Because you evaporated it. Uh-huh. With all of your shotgun damage. With all my shotgun damage. What, is, what, what happens to the body? Well, is that interesting that you ask that? Because it it's still standing on all of its legs. And it starts to go limp and all of the heat outgasses through the hole in the front now mm-hmm. and it just makes a steam pillar into the sky as That's it very cool. falls over and starts melting the snow where it lay dead. That's, that's very cool. You did it. Yay. I'm so happy. Thank I you. was worried it was going to eat you. <laughs> it was very close. I, I, keep, I kept rolling very well. I had to use all my bennies. <laughs> yup. But I made it. You did. But I didn't take any wounds so it'll be okay. Um... Maybe I should have taken some wounds. Well, I, I didn't, didn't damage me. It's fine. Anyway. All right. So this thing has died. I think Boris is still just like aiming the shotgun and just kind of stands just there for case. a minute. Like, and then lets his arm fall down and is like, <sighs> I kind of imagine like his head drops back a little bit and he's just like, Ugh. Yeah, and he still has the respirator on. So you just hear this. <sighs> <sighs> and then, he just stands there kind of looking around to make sure there's nothing else and then looks af- like back to where the figure sped off and there's a shot of, I think it's um, from the ground and you see covering like the right hand side of the screen, there's the body of this thing that's like melting the snow around it and then you see his right, like from the waist down there's his boot there and then his just his fist just sort of clenches and you hear the creaking of the leather nice and maybe the the town is in the in the middle of the shot and maybe some of the steam billowing out of his uh ventilator and then i think he looks over to this corpse can i can he just is there anything that he can take like can i don't know from from the body like is there a tooth or something left or there's like i'd say there's a lot of teeth everywhere i just see like because it big, exploded yeah. <laughs> i want to take one of those fangs and just as a keepsake okay yeah i've never seen one of these things before so yeah and he just polishes it off um and then i think he pulls out his survival knife and just cuts a hunk of meat out of it cool and can can he just like hold the meat over the fieriness like does Absolutely. it cook itself i mean it's already kind of cooking itself because yeah. in death it's protections against it which were cory based mm-hmm. in nature has now evaporated out of it very so cool. it's it's cooking itself and it smells very good all right yeah he'll, he'll cut a hunk of that meat off to just you know kind of weigh it in his hand and then pull down his respirator and take a big nasty bloody bite and then start walking off towards his i guess now broken snow buddy yep so there are rules for like vehicle damage and stuff like that which we mm-hmm. don't need to get into now uh can he look at it and see if it's something he's capable of fixing because yeah. he does have a repair yeah I'd, I'd let you do that what do you have in repair uh it's only d4 okay i mean that's better than nothing that's true i'm not gonna spend points on it right now but i got a six on one so or at least for knowledge of like yeah. how fucked it is so you kind of you walk up to it, and there's still some smoke coming out of the engine, which there's just a hole right through, like, the hood that housed the engine, mm-hmm. and you you jimmy it up, and you put put it on that stick thing. I know a lot about vehicles. No, it's, it's pretty good. I like um, it. 
and you're just kind of you, you take off your goggles for a sec and you're just looking at it and you the area around like inside your goggles has no blood on it whereas the rest of you has a lot of blood oh God. on it <laughs> it didn't even occur to me um and you're just kind of like well fuck <laughs> that's a hole right in the carburetor well at least i got the warranty like i think he like pets <laughs> like his the chest paperwork. where he has the paperwork yeah <laughs> i love it all right does um, he does he take a picture for insurance purposes yeah i think that's appropriate he's gonna walk around to the other side of the snow strider so he can take a picture of it with the corpse of the uh the vaquage in the background to just be like i can pin it on this if nothing else but my premium package better cover it so i mean from what you read and what you rolled for your your premium package knowledge it'll cover my it. fuckery intuition yep yeah. <laughs> your fuckery intuition yes um okay so i'll do that and then uh I, I guess just start trudging towards the town sounds good i don't i was gonna say maybe he'll like call their customer service on the way but there's no way he can handle that in a mile walk so that's not happening that's well it's very small business yeah um it's not like they have a wide network it was more yeah. of a mom and pop shop all right based on that maybe he'll call them and he'll, he'll ring up the person and just be like yes um it appears that uh you're going to need a tow for this vehicle it's a bit under the weather out of commission but i have the insurance the premium package i'm sure that won't be a problem for you but here's the location uh, you hear the same woman you talked to earlier in the day saying, well, didn't I tell you that insurance would be a real good idea? You certainly did, ma'am, yes. Happens more often than you'd think. Oh. We'll take care of it. No the, no worries. There's you're, a pause as he up. just like looks around the wasteland and says, yes, I'm sure. But uh, don't don't you worry about a thing. We'll take care of it. You're already paid up for the day, so no further charges will be accrued on your account. Wonderful. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Have a nice day. Click. All right, but yeah, I'll, I'll walk towards town just this whole time taking the occasional voracious bite out of this hunk of meat. I mean, this is probably a several pound chunk of meat. So I, I, it you're... was only something like big enough that he could carry with his hand. I mean, if you think about it, like a pound of ground beef, mm-hmm. that's not like that could fit in his, his Yeah, mitt. no, it, it definitely could. Like he doesn't have to eat like, all of it. It's not like a five pound chunk, he did, he but didn't it's, pay like, money. it's probably a two pound chunk. He didn't pay money for this and it's just going to go to waste out there anyway. So he just grabbed it to eat it as he's going. And then uh, if he gets full or he doesn't want any more, he'll just toss it. Sounds good. But as he walks into town, he's going to be blood smeared eating this hunk of meat just kind of waiting waiting his way through the snow um he's put all of his weapons away at this point but um what is the what's the town look like as he approaches uh the town is kind of like it looks a little bit like valentine from red dead redemption 2 Mm -hmm. how the it's a very narrow street sure with sort of ramshackle shipbox looking houses Mm -hmm. on either side um but there, there are several businesses, but on the very end is a what looks to be a law outpost. Um, there's a big, bigger factory-looking building um, further in the distance, like on the edge of town, the opposite edge from you. Um, but mostly it's just cold-looking people hurrying about their day, trying to get from building to building as quickly as possible. And size-wise, how 
how big is this little town village thingy? Like, how many buildings are there? Um, is it, like, the size of Valentine? Like I'd say it's the, si- it's 10 the size to 20, of Valentine. 10 to 20, something like that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I would go to the hotel. <laughs> From a cursory glance, is there a major disruption in the snow or anything? Like, can I tell where that person team rocketed off to? Um, you can see a landing zone God, okay. from the corona of energy that was sure. going. Mm-hmm. And there are footprints heading off towards the sheriff's office. That's where I'm heading. Well, That's it's where... funny you're heading there because someone's heading out of it towards you. Oh, boy. A Nakir man. Mm. Um, He has kind of red-orange skin and jet black hair under a kind of weather-beaten hat. His his face implies that he's seen some better years than the ones he's in currently, um, but he has a big ol' insulated puffy coat with some fur fringe around the neck to keep him warm, but he has a badge on his one, like, coat lapel, and he says, uh, state your your business and your your purpose and, uh, why, why, why are you here? Howdy, Sheriff. Um, I'm new in town. I'm here on work. I was sent a contracted and sent here to apprehend a dangerous individual. Hopefully you can help me. Well, yeah, you're not you're not the only one. He puts a hand on his gun and says, "Well, maybe I can fix that for you." Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Absolute Zero. The show features music from Crockett and Marcus D. with their permission. You can find them respectively at crockett.bandcamp.com or crockett80s on Twitter and marcusd.net or at marcusd on Twitter. Please consider supporting them. They're incredible artists and constantly put out amazing work. Tune in again soon.